what's up and welcome back to Nostalgia Pod, your weekly look at what's going on in pop culture. My name is Pat Sheehan. I'm here with my co-host Dave Martinson. Dave, how about them Patriots, man? <sighs> Come on. How are you feeling about their Super Bowl chance? Why you gotta ruin the ruin the mojo that fast? The Zen. Gotta wear the hat. If the Patriots roots the Super Bowl or to another championship is Mariota, Blake Bortles, and like Case Keenum or Nick Foles, damn. Couldn't get yeah. much luckier than that. Tough one. <laughs> but we are not a sports podcast. We're going to be talking a lot of music this week. But uh, before we get started, if you want to help us out, smash that subscribe button. We have some new subscribers. Hello to all of you. Thank you for helping us out. Spread the word. Also, find all of our content, our recent past and our far past at soundcloud.com slash pod. We're going to be having a great year this year. We're going to be talking a lot of music, movies, TV, video games, whatever you want us to be talking about. So help us out. Tweet at the show at NostalgiaPod as well with any suggestions. Let's start off. This is a album I did not think I'd be talking about, Dave, but <laughs> Camila Cabello. Yeah, man. It's good. Yeah, I know. Breakout star from Fifth Harmony, a group that started on the X Factor, what, five years ago? 2012? Yeah. It was a manufactured uh, pop group, pop quintet. And Camilla was the breakout star. She became the most famous person early on. And then she broke away from the group about a year ago now. But it was kind of obvious to see that coming. She had that, uh, I know you did last summer, hit with Sean Mendez and uh, the Bad Things song with Machine Gun Kelly. Those were both big hits, and she was still in the group. So it was obvious that, you know, there was more to her star than being part of a, I want to say manufactured group. But that's a label act, Fifth Harmony. You know, like a lot of songwriters... A lot of producers, you know, it wasn't very artistic. And we actually chimed in on the third Fifth Harmony record last summer, which came out without Camilla, of course. And it wasn't very good. It was really a snooze fest. And I I didn't know what to expect from Camilla's solo record because she doesn't have the strongest voice. She's not Katy Perry or Demi Lovato, but she knows how to use her voice well, which I think is, you know, it's a big standard on this record, which was... You know, a short but surprisingly effective debut. I was very impressed. Yeah, especially this album was supposed to drop in October, and they ended up pushing it back a couple months. So when she first started making this album, she started recording with like Pharrell, a couple of other high-profile producers. But Diplo. Yeah, Diplo. She ended up really making a pretty toned-down album. Like, there's not a lot yes. of... I wouldn't say there's a lot of crazy production in here. There's a lot of auto-tune on her voice, which, you know, talking about her not being the strongest vocalist makes sense. But overall, this album, it's, it's minimalist. It's fun to listen to. The lyrics are so-so. I think there's some strong, some not as strong. But overall, a, a solid first solo album for Camila Cabello. Any songs that stand out? Oh, yeah. I think Into It, the last track, yep. is probably her yeah. next big hit. I think that's pretty pretty preordained at this point. I also mm-hmm. really like In the Dark, the song before that. I really think it ends really strongly. Havana, obviously, the big smash hit lead single yep. that... Uh, it's up to number two right now, I imagine, with the streams from the first week's sales. It'll hit number one, so good for her with that. That song is actually probably the most lively and unique song on the record because it's not like everything else, which is, like you said, much more minimalist production and toned down vocally. I didn't expect her to be quite this much of a commercial force. Uh, she broke the record by going number one in 100 countries on iTunes, which is a record for a female uh, artist. And yeah, she's only the 11th person to ever do that. 11th artist ever. Right. And I mean, that's crazy. I mean, a nondescript January release, you know, it's uh, not not much competition. I mean, this is going to be the first, you know, big record of 2018. But yeah, I mean, for good reason. I think there's a lot to like on it. And also, I mean, Havana is been the top uh, pop 
pop song on uh, the, the radio charts for seven weeks, which is the longest run for a female performer since I Knew You Were Trouble to era Taylor Swift. So Havana's doing great. And like I said, it'll get to number one soon. But uh, yeah, overall, it's a really surprising album. I mean, I, I was just thinking of all the pop and R&B records I listened to last year. And I mean, Lord and Dua Lipa were in my top 10. But after those two, there weren't really any pop or R&B records that I really liked. You know, I mean, this would probably be really high up on my 2017 list for that genre. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about uh, our most anticipated albums of the year, but kind of a look at the landscape and uh, people that are either rumored or have a album confirmed coming out this year. It looks like the biggest pop female singer would be what, Ariana Grande. Yeah, Ariana. And then uh, after that, probably Selena Gomez album is supposed to be coming soon. But yeah, it's just those two. Yeah, and then, I mean, th- those are her contemporaries. Sky Ferrara, Carly Rae Jepsen also. And Madonna said she might drop them. Yeah, I saw that. But, uh, we'll see. I'm, we'll let yeah. that come out first. <laughs> she said after a year of being a, ho- a house mom in Portugal, that she, now she's ready to drop an album. Sounds like she's got a lot to talk about. Inspiration. <laughs> Camila Cabello, not going to be headlining any festivals this year, but not a lot of people are going to be headlining festivals this year. It's uh, A lot of major festivals have now dropped their 2018 lineups, including Coachella, Governor's Ball, Firefly, Boston Calling, Shaky Knees. Bonnaroo. Yeah, Bonnaroo. It's, overall, it's a pretty disappointing music festival lineup year, but w- what have your takeaways been so far from what you've seen? Yeah, no, I think the takeaway has to be that it's disappointing because the top of the lineups, the meat and potatoes of the you know the cards, it's very homogenous. It's very boring because of the lack of variety. There's only 12 unique headliners between the big six festivals. I mean, it's what, Eminem, Jack White, Beyonce, Weekend, Travis Scott, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, Queens of the Stone Age, The National, The Killers, Chainsmokers, Kendrick, and Muse. That's it. Yeah, man. It's crazy that uh, bands like The National and Queens of the Stone Age are headlining. I know. Because I don't know. I, I know it's at Shaky Knees, which is a, a rock-oriented festival. They're their own unique thing. Yeah, but the thing is, they had such a strong lineup a couple of years ago when they got the Strokes, when only... Well, I think it was only uh, Governor's Ball had also gotten them. So, you know, when when you're getting acts that are billed second on the Boston Calling lineup, it's not a good sign for that festival just in general, I don't think. Although they did get David Byrne, which is a, a really solid, like, old-time act to have number four in Tenacious D, which is also, like, a, yeah. you know, exciting <laughs> kind of what-the-fuck out-of-nowhere act. Mm-hmm. But overall, that lineup's very underwhelming. You know, and even Coachella, which... They have by far the deepest lineup this year. They recycled the weekend who did every pretty much every, every major festival last year. And Beyonce was supposed to perform last year, but she had her baby. So I wonder who would have even taken that spot this year. Probably would have been someone like Jack White or the Killers. Expect to see one of them, you know, playing headlining there next year. It's so disappointing. We've been talking about festivals and the direction that they're moving in just in general. How can anyone really get excited when? you see the same artists going to be playing everywhere. Like, What's the point of these festivals if you can go see everybody everywhere? Yeah, it's weird, too, because Coachella actually grossed 21% more than they did in 2016. So Coachella's doing really well, very successful at the moment, but it's kind of unclear how some of the other ones are doing. I think a part of it is that a lot of these festivals, like at least every major festival here has like a sister festival in terms of ownership. They're run by the same place, so they're booked by the same people. It's cheaper to book the same act at two festivals you know then book two separate acts so right that's a factor but i think a big part of it is rap's domination and like rocks fall from grace you kind of see it in the lack of artists because there aren't any rock acts from this decade that you'd be excited about them headlining a festival if that was the case you'd be disappointed that that was the biggest act you know 
I mean, all the big rock acts we're seeing, Arctic Monkeys, The Killers, these are old bands. These are the only bands that have any pull. So when it's going to be all rappers and then smaller acts, because there's only so many big bands, I don't know, it's tough to get people excited. And then, then you look at the fact that last year, 2017, according to Pitchfork, across 23 major festivals, only 12% of the acts booked were solo female performers or all-female groups. And you can see that again this year. There's not a lot of women on the cards. I mean, Halsey even tweeted about it in terms of Firefly, but they're, they all you know, are culprits. So right. that doesn't help either. There's a lot of negativity, but at the end of the day, if we're booking the same few people, and most of those acts are also touring. Like Eminem, Beyonce, and Jack White are the only headliners that are unique to this year. Everyone else was available to see last year somewhere, so it doesn't feel as special. Yeah, and you know, you wonder who could be headlining these festivals for female artists. You know, Florence and the Machine has headlined in the past. Alabama Shakes, Paramore could possibly be headlining some of these. You know, Nicki Minaj has an album upcoming this year. Maybe after that album, she'll be able to headline, mm-hmm. especially maybe like Governor's Ball or The Meadows, something like yeah. that. Uh, Gaga um, did last year, right? Yeah, Gaga did Coachella. Halsey could possibly headline at this point yeah she's high up on one of them but not a headliner yeah but you know the past you think like katie perry or someone like that could but katie perry had a really bad year last year critical you don't see her having that the kind of pull or that anyone would be like wow katie perry is gonna be at coachella or gonna be at governor's ball so right like who are the two big big like female breakouts last year probably sizza and cardi b i mean sizza is at a few of them and cardi's at one of them but like it doesn't change anything honestly at the end of the day oh. even though they're there yeah and like Haim was a female rock band that was on pace to possibly move into that sphere their album also was i wouldn't say a dud but it was middling so that that's not getting anyone excited to see Haim this year fleetwood mac could be a generational talent you know that could possibly headline but they haven't really been headlining except for the the classic east or the classic west so it's it's hard to say right now who could really be jumping into these spots and really dominating or, or getting those those upper tier bookings. So it's a hard situation, though, because especially with the whole climate of Hollywood right now and, and music as part of that, you, you want to be moving towards giving people shine that deserve to have their shine. And right now, it doesn't seem like music festivals are moving that way. Yeah, I mean, look at Governor's Ball about halfway down the down the poster. Kalela's there. And her album was a huge critical hit, right? Yeah. Uh, Let Me Know. It's a great song. But again, there's not enough pull in. If you listen to people from Founders or any of like the big festival organizers, Live Nation, whoever it may be, they'll kind of tell you that there's no doubt that there's a, a gender diversity problem. But at the same point, it's a business and there needs to be the artists available. They have to both want to be you know, doing the festivals and also be hot enough or in demand enough to warrant being booked. So... I don't know. I th- right. think that just saying that there's not enough female you know, acts in that vein, I feel like that that's like not the answer anyone wants to hear, and it's not totally true, but it's probably a factor to some degree, unfortunately. If you had to pick one of these festivals to go to, I'm guessing it would probably be Coachella. Taking that, right, taking that off the table, between Governor's Ball, Boston Calling, Firefly, Bonnaroo, Shaky Knees, I, I don't think you're going to pick Shaky Knees. <laughs> what, why, why do you say that? <laughs> Which one would you go to? Discounting when they occur. Because I won't go to Boston Calling, even though it, it's where Memorial I live. Wh- where yeah. I live, yeah, I like to think big on Memorial Day, so I probably won't go to that. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So I went to Governor's Ball and Meadows last year. Meadows and Lala, Oshiega, all the later year festival lineups aren't out yet, but we'll chime in on those when they do drop. 
But uh, yeah, for, for these major ones that are out now, you know, because they're so similar, I'm not excited about seeing Eminem, but he's at all of them. And I've, you know, I've seen Kendrick before. It's probably Governor's Ball just because I've never seen Travis and I've really wanted to see him and he has such a great live reputation. You know, I'm there for The Rock first, but he also has with him, you know, Little Uzi Vert. I've seen him. Brockhampton, I'll be seeing them soon. Two Chains, I've seen him. Jay Electronica, Amine, and Vic Mensa are the other rappers on that lineup that, or, that I haven't seen. None of these get, would inspire me to get a three-day pass let's put it that way yeah and you know i think this is also a problem as more and more people are going to festivals i think it becomes less and less intriguing because you're not seeing as many new acts that you want to see because you've seen a lot of them before for me if i had to pick one it would probably be i mean if there was nothing else involved in the timing I'd probably do Boston Calling just because that those first like four lines uh, just speak to me <laughs> in, in my sure. my personal taste. But I don't know Firefly. I think I might grab a day pass, especially because I've heard rumors that they might stack Kendrick and Arctic Monkeys. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. buying a day pass and just seeing those two is totally worth the one hundred and what twenty thirty bucks it would cost. You look at all these lineups, you could definitely build a festival that you really want to go to if you combine them. Bonnaroo is the only one that has Anderson Pat, and that bums me out, you know? And, and Sturgill Simpson. That would be a great booking anywhere else. And Coachella is the only one with Cardi B or Vince Staples, you know? My taste, your taste, anyone's taste, it was definitely in play to have like the perfect one, but alas, we don't have it. Right. So it's going to be a, uh, an interesting year festivals. It'll be interesting how... The, the lineups play into their success. Mm-hmm. One that I wanted to shout out that I wish I could go to, Mad Cool Fest in Madrid. The headliners are Pearl Jam, Arctic Monkeys, Jack White, Depeche Mode, with the second tier being Tame Impala, Nine Inch Nails, and Alice in Chains. So oh. if you want to go see a good rock festival and money's not an option for you, go see that festival because you're not going to get catch a better lineup in America this year. Yeah. In, in terms of hip hop, I'm still holding out for the second iteration of Rolling Loud down in Miami. Because last year's yeah. was ridiculous, and now they have more money, so I assume it's going to be really cool again. So, we'll see. You don't want to go to Japan? Rolling Loud Japan? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta shout out them though. They had Rolling Loud Bay Area, Rolling Loud SoCal, as well as the Miami one. And then they they announced the Japan one. It'll be back in Miami. So, uh, quick risers for sure. Well, when you get a lineup like like they had in Miami last year. You're going to draw people in. Speaking of artists that we want to see if we could build our perfect lineup, there's a ton of albums coming out and a ton of rumored albums this year. It's a hard conversation to have because there's just so many different directions to go in. But maybe we'll start with what is the number one album you are most excited for in 2018? Yeah, tough call. Like you said, there's not much like officially on the docket. We had the Justin Timberlake album that we talked about last week, Sound on the Complex Nostalgia Pod, comes out on the second. Charlie Puth. Album comes out in May. MGMT announced an album. Yeah. That should be cool. It's been a long time for them. A little dark. Like, I think Jack White officially announced, but like there's nothing else like on the calendar, right? So it's a lot of yeah, speculating not, not at many. this time. Ray Shremmer is supposed to come out end of the month. Yeah. Shrem Life 3 and Culture 2 are both imminent. Again, I, take your time, guys. It's fine. <laughs> but in terms of stuff that an album that is at least two years away from the last album from the artist, I'd probably go with Anderson Pack. Because Malibu will be two years old. Between Malibu and then Yes Laud, his No Worries collaboration with Knowledge. He had so many songs I loved in 2016. And he's been in the booth a while. He was touring a lot. Now that he's back, full brand awareness now. Everyone in the industry knows who he is. I'd like to see what he can do now that doors are fully open for him. Obviously, I loved his last record. So I think he'll have more good shit. 
Yeah, I go back to Malibu so frequently, dude. That album just bangs. I keep a list of vinyl records that I'm I most want to get, and Malibu's like right at the top mm, of my list. That's a good right one. Now, so probably one of my my next purchases. The album I'm most excited for this year, Vampire Weekend. Oh, I was gonna guess Arctic Monkeys. They're they're my number two. So Vampire Weekend hasn't dropped an album since Modern Vampires of the City in 2013, which yep. was critically acclaimed as one of the best albums of the year. I think NPR had a number one, as did many places. They lost a member, so uh, Rostam, I'm going to butcher this last name. I'm just going to say Rostam. Cause that, Would it be, right? Bob Ma- Mongolish. Right. It's like an like instrumentalist, that. producer guy, part yeah, of the band. He, he was their keyboardist since the, the inception. He's still helping them produce the album, and they had a amicable split but vampire weekend always is able to find a new twist on their albums and always create excellent songs that are catchy and fun they're probably one of the most fun headlining acts i ever caught at a festival too i saw them at governor's ball back in 2014 and they just were like electric i was very close to stage and it was just a party so i'm really excited to see what they come out with their working title is mitsubishi macchiato right I mean, we'll see. I hope they find a new title. <laughs> but overall, I'm really excited to see what, what they come out with. Yeah. It should be a lot of fun. They've had a lot of solo records come out of that group. And Ezra Koenig's kind of an interesting guy. Like He's a Beats <laughs> 1 host now. And he had that Neo Yokio American yeah. anime with Jaden Smith on Netflix. So he's uh, he's been around. So he's probably... It would make sense for him to come back to music because, again, it's been five years almost. Yeah, also, there's this song he did. He was featured on with a band called The Very Best, which, or not a band, it's a, it's a DJ and producer uh, mm-hmm. group. It's a very funny video. It, check it out. It's called Warm Heart of Africa. It's just a really, I, it brings a smile to my face just thinking about it because it's very, like, weird and goofy, and Ezra Koenig is just a weird guy. Right, you of gotta, course. You gotta admire that. But yeah, you, you mentioned the Arctic Monkeys. They also are slated to release an album firefly is their first scheduled performance for the year but i'm guessing that they're going to have a tour probably end of the year into next year and probably do at least one like i, I think they're almost definitely confirmed for Lollapalooza. i'm sure they'll do another festival sometime uh, i would probably guess like made in america or something like that yeah and i mean am it was a huge uh, breakout album for them in 2014 which is hard to say breakout album for a band that was already pretty well known but this really like move them into the next stratosphere in terms of their right. uh, their clout in the rock uh, game. Alex Turner has been with the Last Shadow doing uh, the Last Shadow puppets for the last like year and a half, so I'm, I'm excited to see what comes out of this. And I mean that they're, they're just a class act rock band at this point, so it'll be a good album, almost guaranteed. What's your number two album that you're most excited for? Yeah, I mean it's tough. I think technically I'd probably have to say uh, King Push by Pusha T. Uh, this ah. album was supposed to come out a while ago. What do you call it? Darkest Before the Dawn, the prelude to King Push. That came out December 2015, so it's been quite a while. Pusha, it's unclear how much he's actually been working versus just running good music. You know, he's the president. He does all the, like, the oversees the operations. It's not really Kanye's show over there anymore. So it's unclear how much he's been working. We I saw him pop up for uh, Gorillaz at the Meadows. He seems well. But uh, if that yeah. if King Push would manage to come out, you know, it's been so long, and he's such a great lyricist that I, you know, you know, would be awesome. But I'm not gonna, you know, get my hopes up that it's anytime soon. Pusha T makes songs that just want to make me run through a wall. Yeah, like lift heavy things, like, <laughs> just badass songs. Makes you want to arrest yourself. Yeah, you know, you mentioned the Gorillas. How you saw him come out for Gorillas? There's like a rumor that Gorillas might drop another album this year. That's okay. 
Yeah, I, I, take your time, please. <laughs> you know, you mentioned MGMT, Little Dark Age. Tw- 2007's Oracular Spectacular was a huge breakout album for them. And then they went in a really interesting direction with their self-titled album in 2013. Very inaccessible, in a way. So uh, I'm interested to see if they'll move back into form or if the time off will just made them be weirder. Mm-hmm. Either way, should be interesting. I don't I'm just trying to think of, like, what other... We mentioned Migos. I mean... Take your time, please. Although Quavo said it's, it's no, was it it's, Offset? No, Quavo said it's being mixed right now. It's like okay. <laughs> Didn't he say it's gonna be like perfection or something like uh, that? I don't know about that, but <laughs> I, I guess if I have to have hopes, it's that Migos gave all their leftovers to that quality control label compilation album that was like thirty tracks. So they saved all the good ones for Culture Two. That's my hope. I wonder if they'd almost be smarter to like drop it like around the same time that Atlanta drops. Uh, this year, what Atlanta starts up, that'd be March interesting. 1st. Yeah, so if they waited another month, I could see that. Uh, we mentioned Race Tremors from like three. Excited for that one. Yeah, it's been a little more time. Do you feel like like Race Tremor needs like a another Black Beetle size hit to keep pushing them forward? Or do you think they can no. just drop a good album and be? They don't need it because they have so many other hits. They have so many other album cuts on their two albums to the two Shrem Lifes. I, I saw it at Governor's Ball. They just play banger after banger. They're, they're set already. And it's been, you know, it's been a, almost, a, it'll be probably be almost a year and a half soon by the time it comes out. So it's, you know, they've been working on it a little longer. Um, you know, the, they're pretty quiet last year once Black Beatles died down. So hopefully they've been working on it with Mike Will. But yeah, no, they're, they're interesting because seeing where this album takes them post mega success, it's an interesting thing to watch. Cardi B. Gonna get an album from her this year, which doesn't have be one yet. <laughs> well, what do you expect from her album? Do you think it'll be good? Do you think it'll be hit or miss? Everything she's saying in the press and her camps putting out is the right things. Like it's, it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of effort into it. It's not just gonna be the bloody shoes style Cardi that everyone knows. You know, love songs, maybe a little more R and B. So she's she really wants to make it good, not just throw away, which is cool to see and cool, cool to think about because. She's so famous and she's so endearing and she has so many fans that it's good that she doesn't want to just phone it in because she knows she'll print money no matter what. Yeah, I'm actually excited to see what her album is like. I, I feel like she really could continue to be a dominating force in rap. Jack White has an album that's going to be coming out at some point called Boarding House Reach. Reach. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I really liked La- Laz- La- Lazaretto. Lazaretto dropped in 2014. And then he uh, released just the acoustic compilation of, from over the years this past year. He's been working with different collaborators, like A Tribe Called Quest. He was uh, featured on their album or helped produce that. Yeah, a song right. On their album. And Beyonce, too. So the first single, was it called Bizarre? Yeah, he just dropped, I think, two songs, right? Yeah, he dropped two singles. Neither one I, I thought was great, but yeah, Jack White, I mean, he's a name. It's just, can he get back to Jack White, who was in The White Stripes? You know, or, or the rocking tours. I, I don't know. It'll be interesting. People want him to. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll just say it now. I guarantee this album is positively received because people want to love a uh, Jack a rock album that's so guitar heavy because mm-hmm. of the lack of them. It's. I'm not gonna say it's like Stockholm syndrome, but like you kind of take what you can get if that's your thing, and you just want to love it because right. it's all you have. But yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. I you know I'd have faith that it's gonna be good. Yeah, I, I think it'll be solid. I just don't know if it'll be great. And that that's where like the difference is. So that actually kind of reminds me of something. So 
there's an act that was really big in 2016, took all of 2017 off. They were a bubbling internet group for a while, did a lot of festivals, and then they got mainstream radio hits and had a world tour. And you were a fan for a while. What do you think is going to come from the next 21 Pilots project? Because I could see one coming at the end of the year. I, I agree. Uh, I had them written down. I think they're going to continue to become the transformation from rising indie punk band to new metal total commercial bullshit kind of like fallout boy who also supposed to have an album coming out this year i think it's like this month (laughs) yeah which interestingly enough i think it was supposed to come out at the end of last year and patrick stump the lead singer was like it was all shit we didn't feel we felt like it didn't represent us so we wanted to to actually do something that we'd be proud of only maroon 5 did that yeah i I believe the quote was they want to release an album that uh, like a good fallout boy album not just a an album just for an album. So that's actually interesting because that gives me some hope that Fall Out Boy might have an album that's actually at least interesting to listen to. 21 Pilots I have no hope for. I feel like they've just gone commercial. You start headlining festivals with this sound, they're not going to move away from it because this is their moneymaker. Yeah, exactly. The majority of their fans are for that sound, not the old sound. So exactly. I don't begrudge them for that. No, not at all. Another group that blew up in 2016 then took 20, 2017 off, Carsey Headrest. Oh, your guys. <laughs> my, my guy, Will, Will Toledo. He's, it's interesting. So he's dropping an album called Twin Fantasy, which he actually dropped in 2011 right. uh, by, by himself. It wasn't like mixed or high quality, right? So he redid it. No. Yeah. And, and apparently the real Carsey Headrest fans, the day one fans, have like loved the, this project since it's, it was dropped, which who the fuck was following Carsey Headrest in 2011? I don't know. But it'll be interesting. I don't know. the The first song was 13 minutes long, and I can't bring myself to listen to a 13 minute long song yet. So nope. I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to <laughs> it. What else are you excited for? I have Brockhampton down here. Are we gonna get an album from them this year? They announced something called Team Effort as the name of a new album, not a saturation trilogy entry. So okay. I, I mean, they showed a lot of range and versatility on that trilogy. So what Team Effort is is uh, your guess is as good as mine. But I'm really excited to see it. They're at a lot of festivals this year. They have another tour kicking off soon, so I think they'll have a big 2018 as their uh, brand awareness continues to grow. Yeah, they're what, fourth line at Boston Calling this year? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. A little, it's a little high. <laughs> a little high. They're supposed to be that group you see at 3 o'clock and get really hyped about, you know? Right. Well, they, they're they moving past that at Boston Calling for sure. I think they're like maybe sixth or seventh line for Bonnaroo too. They're, they're pretty high up there. Schoolboy Q. Q. We can get an album from Q this year. Schoolboy Q and YG both had, you know, mid-2016 releases. Could see it again. Both had solid albums, too. Yeah, no, I, I really like both of them. So um, I could definitely see that. You know, it's we, we don't have any, like, singles or anything. They haven't really said anything much, but we know they're working. So that's plausible. Uh, I think something that, someone that's a little more bankable would be ASAP Rocky. Yep. Because at long last, ASAP was in 2015. It's been a while. I mean, actually, this is a really important release for Rocky because despite a lot of, you know, critical success and you know popularity and you know, obviously he's branch off in the fashion the asap mob's doing well but he doesn't have like any big chart hits his biggest chart hit to date is his pretty bland hook on no limit with g easy right now and after that it's uh fucking problems which has you know been out for a long time and he has nothing else that made it to the top 50 so he could definitely use something a little bigger well he, he did that collab album with lana del rey last year right it wasn't an album he just had i think two features uh, two songs okay yeah you know, Rocky, he's said he's been working on it. In 2016, you had ASAP 12, his debut. You had a Ferg 
mixtape and you had the ASAP Mobs uh, second Cozy Boys tape. So 2018 set up to be, uh, you know, a year showcasing Rocky. And, you know, he's always really worked hard on his album. So I hope something can, you know, kind of take off from it this year because, I mean, it'll be his fourth record. You know, uh, interestingly enough, a band that I'm hoping will, you know, similar to ASAP Rocky now, I'm thinking of it, a band that had like a really big hit that back a decade ago, Franz Ferdinand would take me out dropping their fifth studio album this coming year, which I think they actually do have a date. It's February 9th it'll be dropping. It's called Always Ascending. I have really high hopes for this album, actually. Franz Ferdinand, even though they they haven't ever gotten back to the success of Take Me Out, that whole first album was fantastic. I'm a huge fan of it. And then the song Love Illumination off their last album just always is in my head. So I'm really excited to see them hopefully produce an album it sounds like they're moving in a more dancey direction similar to spoon so i'm really hoping that they can capture a little bit of, of what spoon did interesting and give us something interesting so speaking of critical darlings 2016 this band last dropped something they've been doing festivals you know here and there and they announced an album no date yet but they announced the name called music for cars the band is called the 1975 i know it's your favorite <laughs> band to ever exist <laughs> basically what all i wrote in my notes was oh god like next to 1975 <laughs> jesus christ so they'll probably pop back up they are uh, one of the more famous and popular act rock acts from this decade like love it or not that's the case let's see rihanna anti will be two years old her ninth Crazy. album could be coming this year like we said ariana grande and selena gomez are the, probably the biggest pop stars that we expect to drop this year so good opportunity for rihanna do you expect beyonce to drop something lemonade's almost two i'm probably gonna say no just like i'm i was gonna say you know it's it, for beyonce she just I feel like she writes now when she has something to write about, like Lemonade was a product of the drama going on between her and Jay-Z. I don't see her just making songs to make songs, and I, I don't think she's going to rush through another album, right. especially after she just had a second kid. Yeah. I think it'll be another year. She also doesn't need the maintain relevancy aspect of it. People will be listening as soon as you say it's coming or as soon as you tease it. So she has nothing to right. worry about. No need to rush. Do you think Chance the Rapper releases something? Coloring nope. Book almost two years old. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, his, quote, debut album will be something that you can hype up, but I don't think he needs to. He's been staying in the zeitgeist without new music. He did it all last year. You know, Mm -hmm. he made some, like, new songs for, like, Colbert. He did more of the Merry Christmas Little Mama with Jeremiah, like, Mm -hmm. last month. So I'm inclined to say no. Maybe he'll pop up on some features, but, yeah, I agree. Probably not. Chance... I think we'll we'll take his time. He's collaborating on so much stuff, and seems like he has his hand in so many. That's right. Yeah, he's he is very busy with a lot of stuff too. So that's a good point. You know who? This is probably not someone you'd expect me to bring up. Casey Musgraves going (laughs) to be dropping her her third album. If you don't count her Christmas album, her second album was very critically acclaimed. And the reason that I really wanted to mention her was Ezra Koenig has been collaborating with her a lot. So I could either see her maybe featured on a Vampire Weekend album or at least a, a production credit for songwriting. But her second album, I think it was called Pageant Material. It was a huge country album in 2015. So country fans, country heads, if you have never listened to Nostalgia Pod before, tune in <laughs> for this kind of analysis. Casey Musgraves, rising star. Do you think Sia will drop something? I mean, she just yeah. had the Christmas album come out. But if you don't count that, her last album was January 2016. You know, she, she's she's been big since then, so you know, I, I definitely think she could strike. 
Yeah, I, I think Sia will, will definitely drop something. She's obviously been in the studio. So, you know, someone that I mentioned earlier, but I want to kind of shout out again, David Byrne. So he's a really interesting guy. He's lead singer of Talking Heads. He had a solo career after the Talking Heads broke up in 91. But his last like solo album, Just Him, was 2004. He's been collaborating with artists like St. Vincent since then, which I think he collaborated with her on an album in 2014. So he's been doing some really interesting stuff. He wrote a musical with uh, Fatboy Slim. That made it to Broadway. So he's done like a lot of really interesting things. I think his solo album is impending, um, and it's going to be interesting to listen to, to say the least. So definitely going to be something that's on my radar. There's a lot of old heads dropping albums this year. I'm just going to run through them real quick. Bruce Springsteen, Paul McCartney, who's working with uh, super producer Greg Kirsten and has been for like a couple of years on this album. So maybe it will be worth listening to. Loretta Lynn. Joan Baez, Joe Perry, Judas Priest, <laughs> The Beatles' White Album Deluxe is dropping this year. Oh, and, shit. Yeah, I know. And then Jimi Hendrix, they're dropping an album called Both Sides of the Sky on March 9th, and this is the last song that have been unreleased from his vault. So this is like the last new Jimi Hendrix stuff that the world will ever get, which, I mean, he's been dead for uh, almost 40, 50 years now. So uh, I'm not sure why they didn't just wait till next year to do this, but they probably have some huge Jimi <laughs> yeah, Hendrix 50-year anniversary thing. Also, Fife Dog. There's rumor that is, they might drop a uh, po- posthumous record. Interesting. Yeah, definitely some interesting stuff. Speaking of old heads, Nas said on the DJ Khaled song, Nas album done, that his album was done. And that song came out <laughs> in the summer of 2016. So Nas, what's good, brah? You got to follow up Hove, right? So. Where's the album? <laughs> he's, he's just trying to fix. He's just trying to fix wolves, man. <laughs> Maybe oh, that yeah. will drop. Speaking of that, Kanye, we getting an album? No, I don't think so. I, I think I think we are. You think so? Interesting. I, I don't know. I'm also like a sucker. I just really want more Kanye music. In my it's life. about to be two years. I don't know. It seems too seems too fast. Given that a big part of that, he wasn't really working on that album. You know. Yeah, but all the speculation is that the last time he was this quiet, he was he dropped my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's the hope. <laughs> also, the there's like this Instagram post that said new Kanye music coming, and the Donda team, a couple people from the Donda team liked it. So there's like speculation that if they're liking it, that must be a sign that there is new music in fact coming. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but uh, I would really, I'd really like to see some Kanye. Up in the hills of Montana music, maybe that will be more Justin Timberlake, right. man, man of the Wild, than his actual album will be. Yeah, just a few others. You mentioned Carly Rae Jepsen. Somehow, Emotion is almost three years old. She had that hey, single "Can't Stop This Feeling" last year. She's had quite the career turnaround post uh, "Call Me Maybe." So people are actually hyped for that. The fact that the "Call Me Maybe" girl is a legitimate pop artist now is like the biggest like upset in the world. I thought yeah. she would definitely be absolutely <laughs> good for her. Post Malone has a record coming. Uh, not a fan, but care he's less. really famous and does really good on the charts. Travis Scott announced an album called Astro World, like at the beginning of 2017, and it was supposed to come out in 2017 according to him, but it didn't. So uh, I mean, Birds in the Trap was a fall 2016 album, so it's, it hasn't been that long, but. It, it, maybe it will come out. Who knows? Zane last released an album in 2016. Could see him pop up. And Liam Payne. Yeah, Liam Payne and Lewis Tomlinson are the last two one years to not <laughs> release their solo albums. So you know they'll definitely have to do it this year. Rita Ora released her only album in 2012, and she's like still like around. Like she's still like you know 
famous. So like, is she just not making pop music anymore? I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, Rita Ora is kind of like like a uh, an enigma to me. I feel like like she just pops in and out of my life like at random times. She never got big here in the states, really. I don't know. That's whatever. What about um, Frank Ocean? No, come on, dude. <laughs> He's been teasing new music. He's been saying tweets and stuff. If you love 2017, 2018, it's gonna be amazing. Sure, a lot of people do that though. <laughs> yeah, Frank Ocean too will will tease all all year. And... I mean, I'm not excited about Marshmello, but he did last drop in 2016, so I could see him. He's pretty popular right now. But who I would be excited about would be Skrillex. So Skrillex released his only album in 2014. And then the Jack U project with Diplo, you know, uh, Where Are You Now, the Bieber hit, uh, that was 2015. So it's been a while. Um, yeah. So if Skrillex was to release something this year, I would actually be pretty interested because I thought Recess, that one album he did have, was pretty cool. You know, the biggest DJs these days all sound the same, more or less. You know, Kygo and Marshmallow. Uh, yeah. I don't know what the difference is between those two dudes. One guy has a, a hat, one guy doesn't. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if Skrillex drops. I know Major Lazer was at so diplo's still kind of around but i mean edm's fall from major hype has kind of continued to happen so we'll see what kind of impact that album would make if it does come out yeah I, I'm, I'm not as that excited for any edm albums that i can think of at the moment i mean major laser i think is dropping one which i think would be in, uh, you know it m- might be interesting lean on was one of my favorite like just like bubblegum like pop songs to listen to you know a band I, I never really listened to, but it's worth noting that they supposedly have an album on the way. My Bloody Valentine. So they were a band that was big in the late 80s, early 90s, and didn't produce another album for 22 years until 2013. They, they dropped their own album. So they rumor that there's going to be new music. If they did drop, they would probably, I'd imagine, drop sometime in the summer and then headline festivals next year. But I also get the sense they don't really care about that, so they'll probably just drop it whenever, especially if it's mm. dropped on their own. I've never really got into My Bloody Valentine, but a bit they're they're huge with especially like older rock fans, which I mean isn't that everybody at this point? So <laughs> uh, <laughs> another band that I also I think there's an outside shot of seeing an album would be the Alabama Shakes, Sound and Colors, three years old uh, as of April. So makes sense. I can see them dropping something, but they've been pretty quiet. So I think. Uh, we could see maybe early 29th right yeah i mean i love luna george to drop something again uh last yeah. one was 2016 uh, oh, that'd be cool well about, about disclosure isn't uh oh shit that's a good one that was 2016 too yeah uh, what do you call it a uh, caracal yeah caracal yeah, yeah that's a good so one. there's definitely some maybes some not even on the radars that could be dropping to be excited for but even the ones that we mentioned that are heavily rumored or, or impending are I mean, it's, it's lined up to be a really solid music year. I could see rock, you know, especially if Vampire Weekend, the Arctic Monkeys, and Franz Ferdinand all drop, and even MGMT, if they all drop solid al- albums, I think you could see rock having a little bit of a resurgence, a little bit. Right. Giving me a little bit of hope. <laughs> so Disclosure, Caracol was September 2015. Damn. And five days ago on Disclosure's Instagram, they did announce that they are working on their third album. Yeah. Uh, so let's hope because they're actually one of the few interesting and unique acts in EDM these days. Yeah, definitely. Any last thoughts on albums of the year, Dave? No, I mean, I think tying it all together, there wasn't a whole lot to read in the first wave of festivals. 
Arctic Monkeys was and was the only one we learned. Jack White already told us. So Right. You know, there was no obvious out of nowhere big act on there, so it's tough to project much besides what we've already done. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but you know, with all the artists we're talking about, it looks like festivals should be able to develop a much more eclectic lineup next year than they have this with with who's touring and what albums are dropping. So festivals might have a down year this year, but maybe if this year is good in music, like we're hoping it will be, next year it could be different. Any last thoughts or anything, any albums we miss, anything to wrap it up? No, nah, man, I think that's good. good. Make sure you uh, subscribe on YouTube if you like what you hear. That's a big help to us. And you can find that link at soundcloud.com slash nostalgiapod. Yeah, and find Dave on Twitter at Martin Swagger. He's a good follow. He's been reviewing all the movies he's been seeing. I saw Call Me By Your Name today. I'm not going to spoil oh. my, my review, but I, I have some thoughts. It's been sitting with me. Good. So I also saw I, Tanya. I plan to see the post and Phantom Thread in the next coming next couple weeks. So I'm seeing Phantom Thread tonight. Tonight? Oh, <laughs> shit. I'll, I'll be looking forward to your, your Twitter review. You can find me at Shooting World Peace. I don't Twitter review, but I will sometimes tweet about the Patriots if you care about that. Follow the show at NostalgiaPod. Yeah, and leave us an iTunes rating and review. It helps. We like to get feedback and know how we can improve the show. So uh, engage with us. We're here for you. What do we want to do next week? We want to talk about Itanya or Call Me By Your Name? Yeah, we can uh, chime in on some movies. And, oh, look at that. American Crime Story starts this week, so we'll probably talk about that premiere. Perfect. All right. Well, that's what we have to look forward to, folks. We'll see you next week.